Hello, welcome to another episode of Peanut Butter and Jelly Shoes. My name is Caitlin. My name is Tiffany. And what did we watch today, Tiffany? Today we decided we had to watch a Disney Channel original movie. Yeah, we, we had never thought of this before and it came upon us like just light bulb moment. And we decided to log on to Netflix and check out their new releases. And the very first thing that came up was, was I think, I don't know if it was your favorite, but it was definitely my favorite. You know what my favorite one was. Do I? I only talked about it a lot when we first brought up Disney Channel original movies. I was like, can we please watch this one? Oh, Xenon. Yeah, Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century. But spoiler, we didn't watch Xenon. No, we- we didn't, so I'm pretty pissed off. I'm, I'm not. so sorry. <laughs> we watched Wish Upon a Star. Wish Upon a Star, starring a young Katherine Heigl. And a young Don Jeffcoat. Who was apparently one of the hosts of Wild and Crazy Kids. Yes. It made me laugh seeing his name on Netflix before we even got into the movie, because on Wild and Crazy Kids, he was Donnie Jeffcoat. And so I appreciate that now that he wanted to be a serious actor, he dropped the extra N-I-E, and oh. he was just straight done. I think it was like that was a 90s star thing. Like, Maybe. Tiffany Amber Thiessen start going by just Tiffany Thiessen? She did, but she probably could have changed the I to a Y and been taken even more seriously. Good good call. Um, so we decided to watch this one, and Netflix, you know how Netflix, like, guesses what you would rate something before you watch it (laughs) they guessed i was gonna rate this a 4.6 out of 5 and how accurate was that rating (laughs) um a little too high okay i mean i wouldn't have i wouldn't go too much lower oh my god i don't know we can talk about it and then we'll we'll see what my final rating would be i feel like this was a fairly early Disney original movie. This is from 1996. I do think it was one of their first ones. Mm -hmm. And I liked, I actually, you know what, I I liked it because it didn't feel super Disney-fied to me. I remembered this one. Uh So I think that that says something, that after however many years since since 96, I remembered this one. Like, I remembered maybe not the characters' names, but I remembered what they looked like. I remembered certain scenes. I remembered certain things that were going to happen. It's like, it stuck with me. Yeah. And I liked it because I felt like it was a, it, it was sort of like a hybrid of a teen, normal teen movie, but like, it was sort of PG rated, but at the same time it was still like, yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, the, at the very base level, this is a body swap movie. Yes. It's, the, it's two sisters, Haley and um, Alexia. Uh-huh. And Alexia is the popular sister played by Katherine Heigl. And Haley is the younger sister who's not as popular because she wears plaid and oversized <laughs> pants. And she likes school. She's super frumpy and she's like into science. Yeah. And so they are total opposites and they end up through the power of wishing on a shooting star to exchange bodies. That's right. And that, and then the movie is like wacky hijinks and trying to figure out how to swap back and they learn to love each other. Typical body swap movies. That's, that's what it is on the very basic level. Right. This was Disney's, they, did this come out before the re, yeah. remake of The Parent Trap? Oh uh, yeah, it did. It's just like, I think the <clears throat> Parent Trap remake was 98, I think. So this was, this was like their precursor. This was like the test run. They were, this, they could, this, what is that called? Um, Are you thinking Freaky Friday? No, I'm not thinking of Freaky Friday. Because they switch bodies. Yes, I know. But I'm thinking of, um, you know, like a sample group, like when they test, they do like test screenings of movies. Yeah. So like this is like the test screening for if enough people would like it and then they would do. And then they would do Freaky Friday? 
And then they would remake The Parent Trap, and then they would do Freaky But The Parent Trap has nothing to do with swapping bodies. Oh, and kind of, they swap lives. They swap but they don't, lives. But they don't magically swap bodies. They swap lives. But they don't swap bodies. Spring. <laughs> well, anyway. I've already blown it, like, right out of the gates. No, we can fix this. It's, it can't, it's not too late. So it's what not ha- too late, gotta put the wheels back on the bus. So the opening montage is we're we're basically being shown the difference between the two sisters. Haley again is the smart younger sister who's into school mm-hmm. and not her looks. And nope. she's downstairs already. She wakes up in the morning, downstairs within five minutes, eating breakfast with her mom and dad, who are both psychologists. Yes. She's freaking out that her older sister is taking too long to get ready and they're gonna be late for school. And her morning routine, Alexia, she's putting on her lipstick and doing her hair. And just being ridiculous. Shaving your legs. Yeah. They made a point of that. Yeah. And just taking forever to get ready for school. Right. Because she has a lot of pressure, social pressure on her. But I like how they really clearly demonstrate all their personalities by the magazines that, first of all, who reads magazines at the breakfast table? Apparently this family does. But it's like, Haley is holding up, like, so the camera can see, it's like Scientific American. And mom yeah. and dad are both reading psychology today. The same magazine, which makes me think they have two subscriptions. Yeah, like, who does... They're, <laughs> they're both reading the same exact version of the same magazine. Yeah. And they're not talking to each other. And then this... No, Haley doesn't... No, not Haley. God damn. Alexia. She doesn't read a magazine, does she? No, I don't know if she can read. Because she can't eat breakfast. Because <laughs> she's anorexic. And they, like, make it a joke. They do. It's hilarious. It's an <laughs> eating disorder. But no, she's she's too busy getting ready for school to have time to eat or read. Right. Yeah, so then... So, I don't... So, but basically then, they leave for school because Alexia is, the, is like, 18, I think. She's at least She's 16, supposed to be a senior in high school. she can drive, yeah. And she's supposed to be a senior, and the other one, they said she's a sophomore. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, um, so she has to wait. So, but then she's super late for school, like, every single day because mm-hmm. her sister, but her parents do nothing. It's like, hey, mom and dad, you, one of you could drive her to school. Or take a bus. There's options. The parents really bothered me, and we are going to uh, get into it a lot. Like, they're both psychologists, and they have decided that their daughters argue too much, and it's because they're rebelling against the rules that they have set for them as parents. Right. So they decide throughout the course of this movie that they are going to institute a no-rules policy in their house. Their kids can do whatever they want. Doesn't matter. They can mm-hmm. dress however they want, which we'll get to. They can eat whatever they want. They can literally whatever they want, and their parents will not punish them or will not dissuade them or will not stop them from making terrible decisions. Yeah, it's like... And it's a really flawed parenting thing, I th- especially for psychologists. Yeah, because they're thinking, oh, it's like a reverse psychology thing, I think. Because they're like, oh, every time we tell so-and-so to behave, she acts worse. And every time, you know, whatever. So, like, let's just not tell them anything. We'll let them do whatever the hell they want. Which... To, like, the point of endangering them, letting right. them do whatever they want. Not just, like... I'm not going to force you to eat your vegetables or I'm not going to force you to do your homework. It was like, yeah, I'm not going to make sure you get to school on time or that you're dressed properly or have any food to eat or do your homework or anything. Yeah, they were terrible. It was really, really bad. I thought they were terrible parents. They really were. Yeah. And then they go to school. They're late. They're super late. And the girl, first of all, Haley, again, the, the very short, dorky one is like comes into astronomy class i don't know about you but i never took astronomy as a class in high school yeah 
maybe it was discussed as like a chapter of uh, of a science, but it certainly yeah. wasn't its own class. No, like for a whole year, like you don't take astronomy. No, and she came in with a, an astronomy textbook, so it was clearly the entire course dedicated to it. Yeah, and then later, there was like a later part in the movie where they're watching like a slideshow or a movie in the background, and they're like talking like, this is the Andromeda galaxy. Yeah. It, so it's like clearly a whole class dedicated to astronomy. And I don't think that the screenwriter knew a lot about astronomy, because the only words I ever heard were, were the ones you mentioned, uh, Orion and Constellation. Those were like the only, those were like the buzzwords. They must have, before Google, they must have, you know, Encyclopedia Britannica that. And like, you know. Well, they had, um, the, all they had, what was that name of that? Uh, it was like the online encyclopedia. I was trying to think of it and I couldn't. uh, So, uh, Encarta. Encarta! Oh my God. Maybe they encarted it. They pretty much encarted it. Yeah. Oh God. It was bad, but yeah, that didn't make any sense to me. And the professor or the teacher of their astronomy class was like wearing a, a, you know, like a lab coat and he was like Mr. Science and he was so well respected, which astronomy is a science. That's fine. I don't respect them as much as like, I don't know, like, right? Like that seems kind of weird that he's given the same reverence as like a chemist or something. And he's wearing a lab coat as if he is doing experiments about like, I want to make sure sure these stars are (laughs) this far apart. Like you don't need a lab coat. He was clearly in a chemistry lab, too. Yes. It was like they had a chemistry experience. Like, thing. What is wrong with you in experiences? You keep saying experience. Experiments! <laughs> they had a chemistry experiment that was like, oh, yeah, you burned this. But then it was like they had a thing where they showed when what's-her-face... Uh, Alexia. Alexia comes in and is talking to him, mm-hmm. uh, the professor, teacher... And she's, he's like, oh, yeah, you burned this whole section of my classroom. It's still burned to this day. And they, like, do a quick flash to it. <laughs> and it's like, but I'm like, you're an astronomy teacher. Like, yeah. why? But they were, like, the chemistry labs, like, the long oh, tables wait, with were the they two separate? Wait, were they two separate teachers? No, it was the same teacher. No, because there was the guy that was dressed all grungy, remember? The guy that was dressed grungy with the ponytail was a math teacher. Oh. Because he made her do that problem about You're displacement right. and water and So stuff. why are they doing chemistry experiments in an astronomy class? Nothing made sense. This movie is baloney. Factual errors aplenty. Before the before the body swapping, even. Yeah, so then they go back to, like, their house. And uh, this is nighttime. This is after school. After we've established their characters very, very thoroughly. It made me laugh because it was, um, they each had very defining characteristics that they made sure to linger on with the camera so that we would fucking know Haley chews gum all the time, mm-hmm. always has to take it out of her mouth and like put it on the rim of a glass or like put gross. it on it, which is super gross. Like, put it, she wakes up in the morning and picks it off of her bedside table. Like, she put it there the night before. Disgusting. That's like a compulsion. Like, that's a disorder. Yeah, but so, like, we learn that, like, she's just nuts for her gum, you know? We learn that uh, Alexia is, like, nuts about her makeup and her hair and her morning routine. And she has this stupid, annoying giggle, like, that happened all the time. So it's being, like, thrown in our face. Like, what makes these characters these characters? That's what makes them that character. Yeah. So they're in the. So how did the switch happen? Well, we haven't talked about Don Jeffcoat much yet. The boyfriend. Uh, Not enough. Kyle. I think it was Kyle. It was probably Kyle. I have no idea. <laughs> and so he and Alexia are dating. The popular girl is dating the basketball star, of course. Little sister's in love with him. Mm-hmm. And they're in the hot tub, Alexia and Kyle, 
Which is weird, because again, why? what parent is going to let their like 17-year-old daughters chill in a hot tub with a dude? Whatever. And so the younger nerdy one is like literally sitting on the roof of the house with the telescope. And she looks down and she sees them sitting in the hot tub. She looks up and she sees a shooting star and she just goes, I wish I was Alexia. And then they just go to sleep. Yeah. And then they wake up in the morning and they've switched bodies. But it takes them a while to notice. And why is that? Because neither, both of them... This is the one part where I'm like, oh, they're sisters and this one weird habit. That neither of them open their eyes for the first solid five minutes of their morning routine. It they, was so they, weird. They get out of bed. They go into the bathroom. They, like, start brushing their teeth. And meanwhile, they have neither of them have opened their eyes the entire time. It made no they're sense. They're slamming into furniture. Like... Well, of course they are, because they're in different rooms. But it's like... The, if you, if you walked up and you woke up in the morning and you slammed into a piece of furniture that you didn't expect to be there, would you not open your eyes? Of course. I, well, I have to find my glasses every morning because I can't see anything with them. So if I reached my hand out and couldn't find my glasses, I'd be concerned. Well, but these girls... Like from the get-go. It's implied that they have 20-20 vision. Right, but I was t- I thought you were asking me about in my, if, in my real life what I would do. Well, we just saw a glimpse into Tiffany's life. I can't see for shit. No, sorry. It's okay. I get by. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so it's, so they they are like fumbling around, and then they both then open their eyes and look in the mirror, and then they're like screaming, and the parents don't seem to care or notice. They don't or even come notice in. at all. No, that like if I will, it's like if my two teenage daughters were screaming like they were being murdered in the morning, I might just be like poking my head in at least, be like, hey, you guys okay? I'd probably check on it. Yeah. No, their parents don't give a shit. I did think it was funny that the first thing that Haley did in Alexia's body was, like, touch her boobs. Oh, I thought that was funny. I have boobs now. She's like, I've got boobs, and she, like, cups her own boobs, and then I loved the, like, little swapped body Haley's, like, reaction was slapping her hands away, like, gross, don't grope my breasts. Don't molest me. Yeah, I thought that was funny. It was pretty funny. I liked that. But then they have to go to school, and they're like, okay, you have to do this, and then you have to do this in order to pass. Before they go to school, they try to reverse the (gasps) wish. That's right. So they go through a sequence (laughs) of, like, nonsensical activities. Where, where, uh, Alexia Haley as Alexia is trying to break the break the curse, right? Yeah. And so her sister is bringing herself like she just randomly is able to run downstairs and come back upstairs with a birthday cake. Yeah, she has a cake in with a three pan. candles. Yeah, she's like, oh, I just produced this magically out of thin air, make a wish, and that doesn't work. She doesn't leave the room. She just whips out a wishbone from God knows where. Yeah, like how do you find like a wishbone is not something you come by easily. No, uh-uh. that's like a Thanksgiving treat. And then you have to dry it. You have to purposely like remove it from the body and dry it out. No, like the parents it's not... were weird. So maybe they just keep them. But then I liked. It, but then I thought it was funny how they then had to show an explanation back because then they tried to do the wishing well. In a toilet. In a toilet, but then they like deliberately showed like there's a there's a pile of change and a change like thing that's full of pennies. So they're like, we don't want you to be confused about how they got a hold of some pennies, <laughs> which seems much easier to get a hold of than a wishbone. Yes, yeah, so, like you would have pennies. Like everyone probably has pennies in their room, yeah, and then they they like then go and they're like no explanation for how they have a birthday cake and a wishbone just floating around <laughs> the house. But like, oh, pennies, we need to make sure you deliberately see how they got a hold of these pennies. Oh my god, it was ridiculous. And they're like, oh, it's a wishing well. Why the, why the hell is it a wishing well? Because there's water in it? It's I don't understand a toilet. That logic. You poop in it. You put your poop in it, not pennies. <laughs> yeah, right? It's not a wishing poop. <laughs> it was so, it was, 
Yeah, it was pretty stupid. So they uh, none of these things work, obviously. And so they end up going to school, but they're giving, like Caitlin said, they're giving each other rules about how to act and behave around the other's friends. Right. Doesn't work. Not well. No, like, the one girl, like, uh, oh, this is so confusing, so Haley, the dweeb who's stuck in Alexia's body, is then trying to be the one of the popular girls, but she just doesn't get the rules. Like, she's like, oh, we have all these rules where you have to shave your legs every day. I and loved to- this, because this was a precursor to Mean Girls. Totally. And Mean Girls has that whole scene in the cafeteria where they go, they go through the breakdown of all the rules for what... Katie has to do to be able to sit with them, and I loved it. This was way more cutthroat, though, I thought. We learn all of the rules later on in the movie, but I feel like we could probably talk about them now. Yeah. Like, in Mean Girls, it's like, you know, on Wednesdays, we wear pink, and, like, you can't wear your hair in a ponytail more than once a day. Things like that, which are Mm -hmm. stupid, but they're relatively superficial. But, like, these girls, it was, was like, you have to shave your legs every single day. Um, If you're dating someone, you must break up with them after three months. And my personal favorite was you. Weigh, they have a weigh-in on Fridays. Every Friday, Every Friday, they weigh themselves, and they have to maintain a certain weight to be part of that friend group. I thought that was horrifying. Yeah, and the girl keeps a, a scale in her locker. I thought that was really sad, too. Like, horrifying and sad. But they played it as, like, a joke. But that was it's even more like, upsetting. Right? It was right? just sort of like, ha, 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 like, oh, Alexia, you totally need to, like, just uh, only lettuce for the rest of your life. That whole thing was actually really kind of depressing. Now that I'm thinking more about it, Katherine Heigl's character clearly had some sort of an eating or body dysmorphia disorder. Because, like, there's that whole thing, you have to weigh yourself every Friday. As soon as she switches bodies, she makes Haley and her body eat only salad and only fruit and vegetables. And then as she is in her younger sister's body, she's allowing herself to actually eat food. And she's, yeah. like, eating ice cream and pancakes. And she's just fucking loving life. Because so she sad. hasn't, like, had any of these foods in years. It's, like, yeah. implied. And she's like, oh, my God, this is what ice cream tastes like. She I forgot. She was seriously eating, um, like, a gallon of ice cream with a ladle. Not even yeah. a spoon. Like, a ladle. That's how hungry this girl was. It's sad. It was sad. I think when I first saw this movie when I was young, I just thought that was hilarious. Like, big spoon. Ah. But it was sad. <laughs> it the was implications sad. are sad. It is really sad. Yeah. But they... I don't even remember what happens. Like, the, the first... <laughs> the first day is just kind of a little bit of a mess. Like, it's they're awkward interacting with each other's friends and in class. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they get into a big argument when they get home. And um, then they decide to make each other's lives miserable. Yeah. They, in each other's They're bodies. really upset. And I don't remember what the catalyst was. But it was basically like they get mad at each other. And they're like, well, yeah, well, I'm going to screw with you. I think the catalyst was that Haley had a crush on Kyle. That's right. And Kyle drove her home and gave her a hickey. And her sister was really mad about that. And then they got into a big fight, and they decided to just make each other miserable. Yeah, because unbeknownst to the little sister, the big sister had broken up with the guy that she was in love with. And so she was like... And so then the day she was acting like, oh my god, I love you so much, blah, blah, blah. And so she was like, wait, you got back together with him? You can't get back together with him. And she's like, well, I didn't know that you had broken up with him. And she's like, well, I'm going to keep dating him because I have a huge crush on him and I'm going to keep making out with him using your body, which is a little weird. Yeah. And she, so she was like, oh, well, if you do that, then I'm going to totally screw you over. And so then they, the next day they do. They mess each other up. And they don't fuck around 
with how they try to mess up each other's lives. Like, I, Caitlin's gonna probably have to take most of this one because I'm still uncomfortable. <sighs> like, I'm, I, it made my skin crawl. So the little sister who is in, ha- oh, sorry, this is very confusing. So, the older sister inhabiting the little sister's body decides to get back at the sister by dressing like a hooker. Not exaggerating. Not just, no, like, tight not. pants and a tight shirt. Exactly. Like, just wearing an actual, like, a... Dominatrix A outfit. dominatrix outfit to school that was in her size that for some... She owned some... For some reason. Like, clearly, like, this was something that was in the little sister's closet. And it was like, wait, why does this geeky science dweeb own a dominatrix outfit? But I don't think... We've got to do it justice, right? So this outfit had a dog collar with giant metal hoops that were holding the bodice up. And the bodice was just a black bra connected to completely see-through mesh from, like, her boobs to where the tiny pleather, like, skirt came through. Mm -hmm. And there were, like, tight straps all up and down her arms. Uh, like Tiffany's it, doing a visual res- representation. I am now. sorry, I'm <laughs> touching myself all over. Yeah, she's and like, it came complete with a whip, like yeah, a riding crop, like a crop. Whip. Yeah, and, and she, she's in this getup at the fucking breakfast table, and her parents are sitting there, and they're just like, "Oh well, we said we weren't going to do anything, so she can't go to school like that." She goes to school like that. I just am marveling at the fact that she already owned an outfit like this. My voice just raised so much I woke up my dog. Oh no. <laughs> it was just it was so upsetting to me. And so they go she goes so then the so little sister in Biggs in Catherine Heigl's body comes downstairs, sees that her actual real body is like wearing this dominatrix outfit. So she's like, Oh shit, I wanna get back at you. And this was your favorite part. I liked this because I thought it was it so, so simple, but it's so genius. So she's like, Okay, the way that I'm gonna get it back at you most of all is I'm just gonna wear the same outfit you wore yesterday. It's so brilliant. And it was just like she digs it out of the hamper and like unwrinkles it and she like like She doesn't even try to unwrinkle it that much. She doesn't. She just like, digs it out of the hamper under a pile of clothes and she's like alright. And she's like yeah I'm just gonna wear the exact same outfit that you wore and yesterday. she doesn't wash her hair put on any no. makeup. She literally looks like she slept in that outfit. Yeah. And so she's like yeah this is what I'm wearing. And so I thought I liked that because I was like symbol. That was like genius. And so yeah. she was like okay. And so they like hate each other. So um yeah, no one's pleased by these outfits. The, no, and Catherine Michael's friends are like, oh, what are you wearing? They're messing with each other, too, once they get to school. Yeah. Like, as soon as they walk in, they're writing literally on the bathroom walls about each other. Yeah. They call, they call her a wench. A wench. Haley is a wench. Because that's, like, the most Disney, you know, thing you can go. But I had a problem with that, okay? So you can only call someone a wench. You can only close mouth, like, tight-lipped, kiss your boyfriend. That's right. But you can wear a dominatrix outfit with a riding crop. Yeah, it was, like, all... They had a lot of make-out scenes in this movie, and it was all just, like, that awkward, like, you're pushing your face into each other and no open mouth. It was just, it like... It was just, like, literally, like, face smash. It was, like, oh, this is mouth. what five-year-olds think making out is. Oh, my God. And they didn't even, like, move their heads. It was just, like, face... Smash. It was like mashing your Barbie and Ken doll together. Pretty much. That you was know, their that idea was, of kissing. That was the extent of the passion uh, so, in so, these kisses. Something that bothered me a lot is that it's clearly supposed to take place in winter. They even say right. the winter festival dance. Like, they don't mm-hmm. do prom for whatever reason. It's winter festival. 
And then they have, all the trees are barren. Well, maybe because prom happens during, right before graduation, right? I guess. But they could I don't know, they, we didn't They could have made it prom or homecoming or something. Yeah. But, like, it's clearly supposed to take place and, like, I'm, there's no Christmas decorations up. So this is supposed to be, like, January or February. And it's also very clear based on the the topography and the nice license word. plate. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be Colorado. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be Colorado in winter, and they're all wearing, like, tank tops and mini skirts. Which I, is, you gotta sacrifice for fashion, I guess. But no one's wearing a coat in this entire movie. It drove me crazy. Not true. The very first outfit that Katherine Heigl wore, she put a white pleather jacket over. Oh, I didn't realize that. She did. But there was no snow anywhere. There was no snow, which was a little weird for Colorado. There was snow in the mountains, I think. Like, there's very clearly, like, the Rocky Mountains in the background. You can see them. But, like, they're, they had snow on them. And the trees were all bare, so it was clearly wintertime. Yeah. So it was, like, but they were all, like, wearing, I don't know. I just thought that was weird. Like, come on, it's winter. Yeah, it was weird. I didn't like it. I'm sorry. It's okay. So we can talk about something else we didn't like. What did we I didn't not like. like? So, you know, they write they write nasty things about each other on the wall. She shows up in the same outfit. Um, she is taking, having her picture taken for the Winter Queen because Alexia is nominated for Winter Queen. And so Haley and Alexia's body is like, I'm just going to mess with these pictures. So she's just pulling these terrible faces. She's like, you know, crossing her eyes, blowing a bubble, like with her bubble gum because she chews gum. And she's just looks like a dumbass and all these pictures. And so... Alexia and Haley's body is really upset, and she's like, I'm just going to do a strip tease in the middle of the cafeteria in this dominatrix outfit. So she comes in, she brings a boombox out. She puts the boombox on the table, like an actual boombox. I'm not just using that word. No, it's true. When she puts a cassette tape in it, and she starts playing a song, and she gets up on top of the cafeteria table, whips off her pleather, um, like, what, rain slicker jacket or whatever. Yeah. And then she's wearing the dominatrix outfit underneath, and she's, like, grinding and thrusting on the table, and these, like, 13-year-old white boys are just going nuts. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. It was so uncomfortable. And she gets that, but, but we did, we felt really uncomfortable. We looked up the ages of the actresses. And they the, were both over 18. They were both over... So the girl that played the little sister was 19 years old. Yeah. So that made me feel a little bit better, because we legitimately thought that this was, like, a 15-year-old. And I thought that would be so weird, like, between every take. Like, just... You've just got to thrust a little more. Just, like, <laughs> touch yourself more. And they're talking to a 15-year-old. Made me really uncomfortable. But it's okay. She was 19, so it was okay. It was so gross. And so they go to the principal's office, and then... They're both yelled at. They're both basically screwing each other's features up. Like, the one girl, right. like, she's supposed to have, like, a potential... Oh, like, she's... College interview. Yeah, so their big things is the one, the older sister is, like, trying to become the queen. The winter festival queen. The other one's trying to present in the science fair. They couldn't be more different. No, they couldn't. But they're both screwing each other's dreams up. Yeah. But, and then, I don't know. And then they reconcile... They end up having a, a big heart to heart, and which was the best. They, so they, for some reason, they go out in the, their lawn in the backyard, and they're on a mattress, like an air mattress. It's an air. Some for some reason they had an air mattress or a with, raft with like a full like um. It was like a com- comforter. Size. Yeah. But the way that it was shot, it was like completely a back a black background. And Tiffany was like, what did you say? I turned to Caitlin and I was like, are they in space? 
space? It literally looked like they were floating in outer space. It did. It was a complete pitch black screen, and they were just floating on this air mattress with, like, magazines scattered around them. Yeah, and then, but then, and, and then they, like, but the camera was, like, slowly spinning kind of around <laughs> them, like, from above, like an aerial so shot. great. And it looked like, it literally looked like a scene from Gravity. Like, it, did. it was like, I was like, what is happening? And ever since I couldn't pay attention, so it's all we could focus on. Yeah, so they, they did end up reconciling. They had, a, they had a talk, and they got to learn a little bit more about each other, and they had kind of that conversation, well, why did you never ask me these things? Mm-hmm. And it was kind of sweet and touching, like sisters learning Super. that, you know, they have a sister kind of a thing that can be a friend. Aww. So then they then decide to try to undo all the damage they've created for each other and try to help. Before they are able to turn themselves back into right. themselves. Well, and then uh, Haley, the little sister, find in Captain Heigl's body, finds out that the big sister in the little sister's body. This is all very confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, did really like this guy Kyle, mm-hmm. but she according to these rules, had to break up with him because you can't date anyone more than three months. But she was like, I really, really like this guy, actually. And so she's, like, upset about it. So so then then little sister feels bad about making out with him. And so she's like, oh, don't talk to me for, like, a day. Like, just just come up to me tomorrow. Because she's, like, convinced, like, by tomorrow we'll have a It was even back. more dramatic than you're making it because you left out the part where he, like, drops the L-bomb on her. Oh, he says, I love you. They'd been, he'd been hanging out with um, Alexia, Haley as Alexia for, like, two days. And then he was just like, I love you. Yeah. And it was, like, really intense. He was like, this last, these last few days with you. So he's clearly talking to Haley. Uh-huh. In Alexia's body, yeah, you know, so he's in love with he's Haley. in love with the younger sister, and so he's just like, "I love you," and she's upset, and she says, "Tell me that again, you know, the next time you tell me, make it sound like the first time," because they're convinced that it, they're going to change places again, and then the next time he says it, it will actually be to her sister who does love him back, right? But it does, but they don't switch, do they? Not no, right why not? Because um, so. Haley, as Captain Heigl, goes out onto the balcony at night, looks for a shooting star, and she's like, I wish I was Haley again. And then they wake up next morning. Same. Nothing has changed. What the fuck? They both made the wish. That's the twist. So they're like, why didn't we go back? And they were like, oh, because you were supposed to... so the big confession is the big sister wished that she was the little sister. What? And she was like, wait, why? And she was like, well, because I had no chance of getting into college because she has like a two, what she said, 2.07 GPA. It's pretty dumb. Which is a pretty bad. She's like a C minus, D plus average. And she was like, yeah, I wasn't going to be able to get into college. Like I had to break up with this guy I actually liked just to fit in with my friends. And she hates all these stupid rules. And she's basically like, I knew I had no future. But you, I saw you. And you were uh, studying. You were looking at a telescope. And you're so smart. And you're going to win the science fair. And you've got this bright future. And she's like, I wished I was you. It was really sad, actually. It was. It was very, like, it's like the grass is always greener kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. So the cool, popular senior sister, like, looked up at her really smart little sister. and And then they both wished they were each other. And then that's what it was. That's what. <laughs> that's what You're it was. Try that again. That's yeah. what happened. That's what happened. Yes. 
So they make these confessions towards each other, and it's like a very tearful moment. Mm-hmm. And they then vow that during the next shooting star, they will they will see it together, and they will make the wish at the same time. But until then, they're going to make sure everything goes right. Right. And so they are going to fulfill the obligations that the other one has that they can't perform because they have swapped bodies. Which means that Haley and Alexia's bodies going on her college interview, which was pretty funny because they're asking her like who her biggest inspiration is, and she's like, My little sister. But she is her little sister. She's like talking she about herself. is talking about herself, which I thought was pretty funny. I mean, I don't think it was supposed to be because we just had that scene about how she wanted to be like her. But yeah. still it made me laugh. It was pretty funny. Uh yeah. And then um conversely Oh, the Catherine Heigl did a science presentation mm-hmm. for she did a good job I think although here's she's talking to her her sorry not chemistry her astronomy teacher about her project and mm-hmm. he's the one grading it and it's like a project on converting energy which I feel like I, I turned to Caitlin and I said I don't think that this is something that would be approved to do like I don't know if you have to have your science projects approved anymore but I'm sure you do now, but I don't know if you did back then. But it was like she was basically taking food and converting it to make alcohol, which she's a minor. So I feel like that's not something that's allowed. Yeah. And she was using that alcohol to create energy to power electronics. And I just feel like all of those things are things that like you would read about in the newspaper today of like someone doing. And then they're like using it to build a bomb or something. Or am I way off base? No, I don't know. I, like, just, I just feel like it's weird that she was basically making alcohol to make energy. And that was something that was okay for a 15-year-old. I just thought it was funny that it was like the thing that this, this machine she had invented. It basically looked like a cappuccino machine. It from, did. It was like this gold domed thing with these, like it, it had like milk steamers on the side. <laughs> and she like brings it, she plops it on the middle of the dinner table one time. Like, yep, this is my energy. Like for no reason. Just to establish she can create it. And she yeah. like says in that thing that it's like a homemade pressure cooker, which but, also seems weird. Like you're loading a pressure cooker with alcohol and things that can combust. It made no sense. It was no. basically like she had this thing that was like a I'm no scientist, machine. but that does not seem appropriate. It doesn't seem like it makes, it's not scientific. Like she's like, oh, I have this thing. And she's like, it takes my sister's waist, like. What, is, what like was her example? F- food waste. Yeah, like my sister never eats. She's like, she will take a bite out of an apple and decide it's too mealy and throw it away, which really, that is a trick for people that have eating disorders. They'll take one bite of something and find something wrong with it so they can throw it away and not have to eat it anymore. That's oh my more, God. It's more, have you never heard of that? It's like, or they'll like bite something and then spit it out. They'll like bite a piece of chocolate and get the taste in their mouth and then spit it out. Oh, it's disgusting. That's sad. So they never actually eat the food or process the food. Aww. So basically she's making light of the fact and laughing about the fact that her sister is anorexic and Yeah, has like an eating disorder. And so she's like, oh, "Okay, like so I just take all of that food instead of addressing the heart of the problem, which is my sister starving herself to death." It's <laughs> she's going to turn it into electricity. Yeah, so she takes the apple, and she's like, I'm going to throw it in this, uh, like, crock pot and somehow make it into energy. She somehow turned it into alcohol. Like, she fermented it and turned it into alcohol. She should have just drank it. I would have. Right. I wouldn't have. What, are you ta- what am I talking about? I never drank you when would've. I was 15. No, I wouldn't have. You did it when you were 15? No, the first time I ever had a drop of alcohol, I think it was 19 or 20. No shit. True shit. No, I mean, I believe you. 
I'm just yeah. saying, like, I'm, I was ahead of the curve, I guess. Well, don't you remember that one podcast we did where we were talking about prom and I said I returned you in for having that flask tied to your leg? No. Well, did I tell you what the first time I ever got drunk? No, but you can. I was 13. What? Does your mother know? Oh, no. I was at a restaurant and I was with my grandparents. I was with my whole family. And were you my, with your 93-year-old grandfather? Well, he wasn't. No, it was my. You're now it was, it, it was my other grandparents. Oh, okay. It was my grandma, when she was still alive, obviously. Yeah. And she, uh, it was an Italian restaurant, you know, they come around with the big things of limoncello. Yeah. And they gave her, like, three shots of limoncello, and she was, like, in her early 60s at the time, and she was like, I cannot drink this. And so she was, like, looking around, and she was like, Caitlin. Oh, my goodness. Try this. It tastes like lemonade. How terrible did you feel the next day? Did you I felt have... fine. I wasn't drunk drunk. Like, I had, like, a like a buzz, but, like, I had, like, two or three shots of lemon jello. Did your parents see all this happening? I don't know if they did, but, like, Grandma and Grandpa thought it was really funny. I'm sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Duffy. It's okay. No, but, like, hell, no, my mom's mom got me drunk for the first time. I kind so. of enjoy that story. And she thought it was really funny. Everyone thought it was really funny. I wasn't, like, vomiting. I was just like, woo, I feel a little silly. Like, it was like that. You're so hardcore. I'm so hardcore. You're lemon jello But I was 13. That was the first time I had a drunk buzz, man. That's pretty early. And I've had one pretty consistently since. That's not bad. You have one right now? Not really. I know. This is the most sober I've been. I I don't know, though. I, I do think you're pretty sober now, but I do enjoy that you are, you're my friend who is always like, I don't feel anything when you are clearly drunk. I'm sorry. You don't have to apologize. It's amusing. Oh, I, no. I, I enjoy it. See, if we had just been like Haley and converted our alcohol into energy instead of drinking it, she would have been way more popular if she just, probably you know, turned it into a party. Yeah. But yeah, so I don't... What else happened in this movie? Um, so after after they each help each other achieve the one thing they wanted, like the science fair thing, and the um, interview for college thing, they go to the winter dance. Right. And they're upset, and they like go outside during the dance, right? Yeah, it's like right before the dance. It's right before the dance. They both go outside, and they're like sitting on the bleachers, Back to back, looking for a shooting star, and wouldn't you know it, they find one. Right, right away. Which, I thought this was weird, too, because shooting stars don't last in the sky for a long period of time. So they see this go by, they turn and look at each other, and they're like, it's time, did you see it? Let's do it. No, they're literally like, look, over there, a shooting star, and then they both look up, and then a shooting star goes by. It's gone, and then they have a conversation, like, are you ready, let's do it, and then they hold hands. All this takes, like, about a minute. That star is gone. They're not wishing on anything but the empty air that it used to occupy. Yeah, you're supposed to see the star, the star and then, like, wish as it's flying by. Anyway, regardless. <laughs> they, so they are holding their hands. They see the star. They each make the wish to be themselves again. They squeeze their eyes shut, open them. And they switch. What? They go back to normal. And then things got creepy. Oh, God, yeah. So they go back to the dance. They're so excited for each other. And they go Which back... Which was nice. I, I did like yeah. that they'd finally... You know, you literally walked a mile in someone else's shoes. So they had a better appreciation for who their sister was. They and, really did. And what they went through. And, you know, that it's not always easy, even if you're smart or even if you're pretty. Like, you still have your own problems. So I thought it was a pretty good message. Exactly. And they, they get into the dance and, and Catherine Heigl reunites with Don Jeffcoat. And they tell each other that they love each other. That's and right. It's the first time she's heard it from him. And it's pretty sweet. 
And then there, we kind of skipped over the whole, like, there was a creepy neighbor who moved in that oh. had, like, the same 90s Bob haircut that every boy did, and he was in love with Haley. Uh, yes. But then not once she started acting like her older sister. Yes. Long, long story short, at the dance, they, they're they like, I'll give you another chance. And yeah, this, this, this super grungy, like kid like was in love with Haley but then he started talking to Haley after never having spoken with her he was in love with but, her but no well to be fair it was one of those things and I tried to explain this to Tiffany where he saw both his sisters multiple times and he liked the little sister because he just liked he digged her vibe she dressed like him it was sort of like a oh I liked her style it would be like I understand what you're saying yeah. but my point still remains 100% valid that he picked them based on visual alone he never Initially. spoke with them. And it, but that's all that matters. Like, he was pursuing her just based on what he saw. He never spoke to her. He never saw her talking to anybody. He saw her walking from her front door to get into a car, like, three times. And that's how he made his choice. I understand yeah. what you're saying. She looked more like him, how she dressed. But he picked her just based on how she looked. But she wasn't even, like, the quote-unquote hot one. It was, like, her style, like, her demeanor. It was, like, all of that stuff that he dug. And I was, like, if I saw two guys walking down the street... And one was, like, and I said, like, one was dressed, like, had pop collar, was wearing, like, Abercrombie, or, like, was, like, and then his friend was dressed, like, somebody that I would normally go for. I would pick that, and that would be a purely visual thing. Of course it would be, but I was just trying to, I was trying to say, like, it was purely visual, and he decided he was in love with this girl. Yeah. Sorry, my dog is itching herself. That's her, that's her collar. Mom, Lucy, you've done itching. Hey, that's enough. Caitlin, take it away. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, you didn't take it away. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, um, so, but basically he thought he liked the little sister, but then he start, he goes to talk to the little sister and, uh, she's like, but it's the big sister and she's like, whatever. She's like, I can't, she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to do my, like, she's like, I'm resting and I'm doing this facial thing. So yeah, whatever. Bye. And so he's like, I don't like this girl anymore. So then he talks to the big sister who is the little sister in the big sister's body. And he, even though she, like, kind of looks like that shallow sort of popular girl, like, she starts talking and she's really sweet and she's smart, and he's like, oh, shoot, I like her instead. And so he's like, what, and he even says, like, it's what's on the inside that counts. And, um... Even though he judged on appearance first. We all do. <laughs> but yeah, so that, that is the very long story, like, the B story with him. Like, he was there and he liked her and then he didn't like her and now he likes her again. Right. And so then she's like, oh, my sister... But but Haley likes this guy, obviously, because she's very excited about the fact that this guy was attracted to her when she was in the dweeby body. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, give her another chance, I promise you. Like, give it, like, two, like, 48 hours and she'll be normal again, I promise. And then, yeah. So at the dance, they end up dancing with each other. Uh-huh. And then um, Alexia wins Winter Queen. Right. And she gets crowned. And then comes perhaps my favorite part of the movie, which is the closing sequence. Oh, God. In which she's like, Alexia has the crown. She's dancing with Kyle. And she's like, Haley, come here. And Haley's literally standing like two feet away from her. So she doesn't have to shout like that. Yeah. So she like stops dancing. As soon as she had started dancing with this guy, by the way, she interrupts her sister. She leans over and she puts the crown on Haley's head. Just like a sweet kind of moment until it turns like super weird. Oh god, it got super awkward and it was so basically the two sisters are they're dancing like three feet away from each other. If and, that much. and they're both dancing with the guys they'd been fighting to like get a hold of this whole movie. And then they they instead of 
focusing on anything else. They, which I, I mean, I on one level I appreciate, but it crossed the line. It lasted they, too long. It lasted way too long. They look at each other, and at first it was like, oh, sweet, like she gave her sister the crown. Oh, like they're like looking at each other and smiling and appreciating the moment and how you know whatever. But no. For the next solid two minutes, they are staring into each other's eyes. In the creepiest way ever. It was not just, like, a staring, like, affectionate sibling thing. Like, they wanted to do each other. Yeah, I was, like, I said at one point, I was, like, it looks like they want to they wanna bone one each other. Like, I and, like, didn't they like did it. sexy eyes at each other. They did super they sexy eyes. They did little squinty, eyes. like, they had bedroom like, eyes. Had, yes. They had bedroom eyes. It and they were staring. so inappropriate. Like... They're each with the guy that they supposedly wanted to be with, and they only have eyes for their sister. Yeah, like, they were like, they were like, oh, yeah. yeah it was dance really with uncomfortable oh, for me. Yeah. And, like, they were just... What and was that last noise? That was, oh. <laughs> that was their, they were thinking about that, but they were staring creepily into each other's eyes for Super a solid two minutes without blinking. And I was like, if this was real life, everybody would be like, you guys are the Creepiest I think even like 30 seconds would have been too long. Yeah, but they went on well beyond that. And they kept coming back and forth between them. And we were like, what is happening? This is really uncomfortable. And it just wouldn't end. It, like, I feel like it never ended. Yeah, it was at least, like, I don't think two minutes is an exaggeration. And then the credits started to roll. So, like, that was what we were left with were those questions. Like, when they go home tonight, they're going to just fuck each other. They might. And Ugh. it worries me. It was really gross. It was gross, for sure. Um, so, so this was a really kind of a hard one to talk about because we couldn't really use character names without adding a few qualifying descriptors ahead of it. Right. So I, I hope people could follow it. I don't know. Um, what did you think overall? What would you rate this? Uh, oh, yeah. I thought for a Disney Channel original movie... One of the first ones. We have to keep one. in mind. It started a tradition. Mm-hmm. I thought... I like I liked that there were some things about it that were didn't feel Disney. Like it felt like I said it felt Canadian. And I responded well to that. It felt like a Degrassi movie. Like to if me. you it's like it felt like it was kind of like just a little awkward and it felt like the accent like even though there Catherine Heigl's, Heigl's American, right? I don't know. I, f- I think she's I don't like, care enough about her to know anything. She's American. About her. But like it sounded like at times she was doing an American accent. Like she was like Oh, Haley, you're so funny. Like, it sounded like a per- non-American trying to do an American accent. I don't think I noticed that. Like, there was, it just, it felt awkward, and it just, I don't know, it just, it felt, I don't know, I like, it felt more real, like, despite the whole, like, body switching part, than, like, most Disney Channel movies, because a lot of them get kind of hokey. So I felt like... I disagree strongly. Oh, no. But I just love Disney Channel. It didn't feel like... Because a lot of them was like a lot of... Like, Disney Channel's turned into a thing where it's like everyone's shouting at the camera and it's very, like, loud colors and everyone's dressed super uber trendy. Mm -hmm. And, like, it just doesn't feel like real life at all. And, like, there's the quirky best friend who's, like, crazy. And this movie, it felt like, oh, these are, like, real more like they feel more like real characters like you know they didn't feel like a caricature of high school students they felt like actual high school students i don't know if you can credit that to disney though or if you can credit that to 1996 that's possible i think it was more 1996 because there wasn't as much pressure on kids to be how they are now in my opinion well i guess yeah i don't know i mean there were there were different kinds of pressure Mm -hmm. but it was not the same i don't know it felt like more realistic um I feel like a more realistic portrayal of high school than most Disney Channel movies. 
that I've seen. Um, but, and then I thought, actually, I thought they did a good job with, like, the bitchy character, like, bitch face. Like, Catherine Heigl, when you first meet her and she's the bitchy one, like, she has super bitch face. Mm-hmm. But then when she's, like, the nice one, the bitch face, like, disappears. Mm-hmm. And, like, I thought they both, the, but I thought they did a really good job of, like, acting that. Like, yeah, I thought so, too. Like, I made the comments to Caitlin, you know, when it first started. I was like, oh, it's Katherine Heigl playing Katherine Heigl. Yeah. Because, you know, all you ever hear about her is that she's, like, a monster. Right. And so I thought she was just, like, playing herself. But I, I do have to admit, like, pre-her getting terrible, she did a pretty good job. Yeah, she played a... Like, you, like, believe that she's, like, a sweet girl, like, all of a sudden. Yeah, like, I, I feel like that's probably one of the hardest things to do, even on, like, a silly Disney or, like, made-for-TV movie. Like, you are playing a character, and then suddenly you have to play... A different character, how they would play your character. Right. It's confusing to even talk about, let alone, I would think, act. Yeah, they did a so good job. I thought job. she did a good job. And the other girl did a good job, too. She's kind of that girl that you recognize from everything in the 90s. And I looked her up on IMDb, and, like, everything she's done since is, like... Seriously, if you go to her page, it's all, like, B-horror movies. Like, tons and tons oh, of them. Poor girl. She's probably... I mean, poor girl. She's probably making more money than either you or me. That's true, but I mean, she, well, Catherine Heigl's not exactly doing hot at the moment anyway. Well, I don't think she really needs to worry about working again after Grey's Anatomy and stuff, right? That's true. And all the movies she made. But she's still like, I I was impressed. I thought like I thought she actually did a good, especially considering that she was only eighteen at the time when this movie yeah. was made. Like I thought she did a good job acting, but it's just like it just her being a crazy psycho person has just sort of ruined her career. So what would you give this overall as a as a ranking out of ten? <sighs> Out of how many Wish Upon a Stars? Out of ten stars. I don't know, like six and a half? Yeah. I mean, it was actually, for what it was, it was enjoyable. Like, because I think it had a good lesson about sisterly love, and like you said, the walking each other's shoes. I would give it about a six. Maybe a five. Five or a six. Ooh! So, it's not that much lower than yours. Didn't you give the Goofy movie a higher rating? I sure did, and I, and I would defend that. I really enjoyed the Goofy movie. Anytime I can utter the words surprise musical, I will give it a high rating. Okay. I did not remember that was a musical. Um, but yeah, I just this one, it was entertaining for what it was. I think Netflix skewed me a little high on this one, the 4.6. I think it might be because I share uh, my Netflix with my sister, and so... A lot of the things that, that... No, but it's true. Like, when I logged on, I was like, I like logging on to see what Megan's been watching. Because it'll be like, mine is like, Orange is the New Black, and like, you know, Skins, or whatever. And then hers is like, Allie McBeal and Malcolm in the Middle. And I'm like, you are skewing all of my recommendations, Aww. like, wildly. So that might have been a contributing factor. I think Netflix is right that I normally like Disney and Disney movies, but I don't think I would have given this a 4.6 out of 5. On their scale, this probably would have gotten like a 2.5. Or maybe a 3 if I was feeling particularly generous or drunk. Okay. So I think I think I liked it a little more than you did. You did. This one, I think you also grew up with more than me. Like, you, were, this one was more your favorite one when you were younger. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. This was my favorite of the Disney movies. Yeah. But, yeah. This was the first one you thought of when we were talking about Disney movies. But to be fair, I hadn't really seen a lot of them. Like, I'd only seen, like, two or three. The High School Musical offer is still on the table. I have all three. I've never seen High School Musical. Really? I was, like, in college when it came out. So? 
I went and saw the last one in the theater as a grown-up. Who but cares? I, I didn't have TV when I was in college, so it completely flew under my radar. You're missing out. I'm sorry. I I like I want to say something clever, but I just don't even know how to process the information that you haven't seen it. Tiffany's just like looking I'm at dumbstruck. me. I'm Like she doesn't know. She's literally speechless. I don't even know who I am anymore. Who you are anymore? <gasps> I'm sorry. It's I didn't okay. have a TV for four years. I, I like I literally everything that I don't TV care between 2003 and 2007 completely off my radar. When did Arrested Development first air? Oh, my friend had it on DVD. So I started watching the DVDs in, like, 2005. You could have watched High School Musical if you really wanted to. I'm sorry. It's okay, but can we watch that sometimes? <laughs> I think you would hate you it. You have to get me super drunk. Challenge accepted. All right, let's do it. Um, yeah, I mean, this was... It wasn't terrible. It just wasn't... It was kind of... Actually, it kind of was what I was expecting it to be. Okay. Yeah. All right, there's that. Good for us. There's that. It was fun, though. I'm glad that we, we, we watched one. Maybe next time we can watch... Xenon or High School Musical. Maybe. maybe. Or something. Maybe we should just watch a bunch of Zac Efron movies one day. No. No. I don't know. Oh, that one was funny. (laughs) Which one? The one, did we see it together? Neighbors? Oh, no, we didn't see it together. I saw it. Neighbors was funny. Neighbors was pretty funny. Did you see Seventeen again? He's done a body swap. I did see Seventeen again. That was actually pretty funny. You look me in the face and tell me that he wasn't handsome and funny in that movie. He was funny. You could not look me in the eye when you said that. You averted your eyes. I did, because I didn't believe he was funny. Really? You didn't like that movie? No, actually, I thought it was fine. What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm sorry. It's okay. I just I, really I am No, it wasn't bad. It wasn't Efron. bad. It was actually... Are you mad at how handsome he is, though? I think he looks a little too feminine. Like, he, he looks a little too overgroomed, and, like, his eyes, lashes are... Said the woman who loves Broadway Hugh Jackman. Okay, Broadway Hugh Jackman can also, like, rip a man's head off in a movie. And you're like, yeah, that's him. But, mm-hmm. like, but Zac Efron is very, like, polished. Disagree. Have you seen what happens when he's not wearing a shirt? Are you his looking hairless, at his face? His hairless chest. Hugh Jackman, at least we can all agree, he's, he's he has a lot of hair on his chest. He's not. He's not. He doesn't look like he's wearing eighty pounds of makeup. Okay, I'm almost like Zac Efron is attractive. Yes. Yes, but but everyone, everyone is like can agree like objectively that he's attractive. He's not my type. So but he's know, good looking. You know how much I love Big Brother, right? There's a contestant on the show this year who's a dude who's like legit obsessed with Zac Efron and he's straight. Yeah. But like he will just like they'll be laying in the hammock and he will be like it will be dead silent he, and he will say like can I talk about Zac Efron for a oh, while? No! And he will just go on and on about him and it's the funniest thing ever. He's like neighbors, I feel like I feel like we would be good neighbors. Like I feel like if we live near <laughs> each other, he'd probably want to be friends with Aww. me. But like he's serious. Oh my god, it's the funniest thing. Did I tell you I saw him on Conan when I was in the audience on Conan? He was the guest. Is he short? He's probably super short. Well, he looked short next to Conan because Conan's like a monster. A monster, yeah. That's not a fair judge. I feel like he's pretty short, though. I don't think he's that short. He's probably like moderate height. Yeah, maybe. He came into an office I worked in once and he asked to use the restroom. Oh my god. But, and this was during the height of High School Musical. This was like 2007. 
And I, I didn't care. I was like, I don't. Oh my god! I'm I wish, so sorry. I wish we could body swap and and. Oh my god! Can we wish and on a time star? travel? Yes. Let's go. After this podcast is done, we're gonna be outside forever until we find a. We're gonna hold star. hands and look at the sky, and then that sounds nice. Oh, let's do that. Okay, I like that idea. <laughs> That's what we'll be. If anybody needs us, we're just gonna be staring at the sky. <laughs> All right. I think that sounds call. lovely. Aww, Give us a call. I'm not giving anybody my phone number. It is. I don't know what it is. I know. I can start out yours, but I'm not I'm not going to do that. But you can follow us on Twitter. You sure can. Uh, we're at, at Nostalgia Killer. <laughs> at Nostalgia Killer. You have such a tough time with it. I can't get it right. Twitter confuses and alarms me. At Nostalgia Killer. Is there an underscore in that? No, just at Nostalgia Killer. Okay. You can, so you can follow us at Nostalgia Killer if you feel like it. You can follow our personal Twitters. I'd appreciate it because for a long time I was beating Caitlin and followers and then she like shot past me and it's really made me rethink my life choices and reevaluate my self-esteem. Right, I've got over 200 followers now. Not bragging or anything, but yeah. Well, I'm really happy for you because Thanks. best friends are supportive. Remember the time we were trying to race to get 100 followers? And I won. And you I did. Felt you won single-handedly. Congratulations. And now I'm losing at everything. Well, you just need to be friends with more writers. I just need to be friends with people. Oh, be friends with me. I'm, I am your friend. Thank you. But yeah, you so you can follow our personal ones. Um, Caitlin is at Duffasaurus underscore Rex. I can't spell Duffasaurus. And Tiffany is at T Solia. Yeah. Just T-S-O-L-I-A-H. That's the one. That's the one. Uh, so you can find us there. I tweet some funny stuff every once in a while. Really Soccer does. season's almost over, so I'm going to be done with that soon. You want to worry Oh, about it's over. Anymore. I didn't know it was going on. It's almost over. Did you go to the game with us on the 4th of July? But I thought it was like that was the end of it. No. That was the beginning of it? That was mid of it. What? It's, it's got, what do you mean, what? It's going on until, like, October. There's only, like, three more games left. Do you oh, want to go to peculiar. one? Oh, it's peculiar. Yeah, let's go to a game. Okay, there's only a few left. Landon Donovan's retiring. I heard that. It's true. No. He's got one more record to beat before. Anyway, we could talk more about that later. Um, but yeah, follow us on Twitter. We have a Tumblr. Peanut Butter and Jelly Shoes. That's right. At Tumblr Space. Dot <laughs> link friend. What? <laughs> I don't know. MySpace. <laughs> oh my god, I wish we had a MySpace. Oh, we can That'd make it be pretty epic. So please follow us, and this was this was a good time. All right. Again, uh, I'm Caitlin. I'm Tiffany. And have a good night. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye.